Every single time I get to do that, I'm grateful for it. And I don't want to squander that opportunity because it may not come again. So I feel like that's what makes me unstoppable. I know what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm going hard every single day doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. Do you want God's plan for your life? Do you want to discover your calling? Do you want to build a business that's aligned with God's will? Hey girl, hey, I'm Jeanette, business and faith coach. After a decade in the military, the Air Force said, see you later, and I had to find my true calling. Want to know how God directed my life from a cybersecurity engineer to a faith and business mentor? In this podcast, I'll teach you how to start a business, how to know your business is God's calling, monetization techniques, how to trust the Holy Spirit, and how to set boundaries to listen to His Word alone. Ready to become unapologetically unstoppable? Girl, hey, welcome to the Unapologetically Unstoppable podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Lynette Robinson, and I've been so blessed by her in my career and all the things, and I just want to share a little bit about her. Lynette Robinson is a certified director of operations and founder of Lighter Living Virtual Solutions, where she leverages her extensive corporate experience and personal passion for people to equip small business CEOs with solid operations support and candidates to build their teams. Lynette is committed to understanding her clients' needs and creating customized solutions that not only improves their current position, but also sets their businesses up to meet and exceed its goals and vision for the future. Before starting her own business, Lynette spent 13 years in corporate America in tech sales. Her desire to have an impact that transforms lives personally and professionally is what led Lynette to leave corporate and form Lighter Living Virtual Solutions. To enhance her operations expertise, Lynette obtained a Director of Operations Certification from the Ops Authority, where today she is part of a team of expert coaches led by Natalie Gingrich, guiding women around the world to build businesses they love in the discipline of operations. When Lynette isn't working, you can find her with her two beautiful daughters, Leah and Lindsay, who are her inspiration. Lynette takes great pride in knowing that her work is building a blueprint of excellence and widening access and possibilities for her daughters. Welcome, Lynette. Thank you, Jeanette. It's good to be here. I am so glad you're here. So friends that are listening, Lynette was my, like, she was like my, almost my, like my concierge before I joined the director of operations. She like talked to me and was like encouraging me into what it was going to be like before I joined. And she was my accountability coach. So if you're thinking about joining the director of operations certificate program, Lynette is the person to talk to for sure. So how many rounds are we up to now? 21. Oh my goodness. 21 just started. I think it was around eight or nine, like so long ago. I know. But like, that was like one of the foundations of me knowing that I wanted to do even more with operations. Like I love automations and operations and all the things. And yeah, it was a really great program. I'm so glad you had a great experience. It definitely is life-changing and it's always a great pleasure to meet the ladies that come through the certification and stay connected even after you all have graduated. So what would you say is, so you also have this, you have part of the program where you're working with Natalie and you also Mm -hmm. have the Lighter Living Virtual Solutions. So when you first started that business, what were you thinking and what did it, 
like merge into because nobody starts a business and it stays the same. That's just not a thing. <laughs> yes. When I started my business, I was calling myself a virtual assistant. That was because I really had no idea what to call myself in this online space. When I was in corporate in technology sales, I worked with 10,000 plus employee size companies wow. in energy and utilities and healthcare. So to go from that to working with small businesses was quite a big leap. Not to mention that it's going from having every single thing told to you because you're in an established and well-oiled machine to having to pull everything from within yourself. So I knew that I wanted to make a difference in the lives of people who were creating businesses because they had a desire to make a difference and have a positive impact on the world. However, the level where I began was not appropriate for my gifting and how I found myself really showing up for my clients. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a big um, disparaging belief system of if you call yourself a virtual assistant, what that means to somebody who's looking for one. So mm -hmm. I agree because when I first came to the scene, I called myself a tech VA, a tech virtual assistant, because I know tech and I know like, you know, some operations stuff at that time, but I was like, I don't, I think I know more than just like these little things and I can help you in a bigger way, but you're not quite at that level yet where you need my full range of services. Mm -hmm, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you are a woman of faith for sure. Absolutely. What do you think is your like testimony? The thing that you started, like, I know there's a difference between a Christian woman and somebody who is walking with Jesus. So what, what was that point in your life that was like, okay, I'm going to walk with Jesus now. Oh my goodness. So the answer to that question is a little bit complex, right? Because I am a pastor's daughter and granddaughter. So I have always been exposed to the word of God. I stand on the shoulders of mighty, mighty men and women who have walked with Jesus their entire lives. But it's one thing to be taught, and then it's another thing to have your own personal experience. I've had my own personal experience going back to when I was in college. And even then, as I have grown into the levels of adulthood, I'll say that walk looks different, you know? Yeah, my sure. relationship with the Lord and how I allow him to lead me in my life looks different as it relates to my business. Before I even started it, when I was in corporate America and I had the realization that I was not operating in purpose, the Lord met me there when I sought him for what he would have for me to do. Because even though I was successful in corporate America, winning all the sales awards, you know, being helpful on my team, being friendly in the workplace, having great relationships with my clients, I was doing well, but that didn't mean that that's what I was supposed to be doing. It didn't mean that that was what was in alignment with my purpose and who God really intended for me to be as he created me. And so I sought the Lord to show me, me, the things that I enjoy, the things that are my skills, the things that I can do to be a reflection of him, not just as a person, like in my personal life, but also in my profession. 
And so that's where Lighter Living Virtual Solutions came from. It came from my desire to be a light in people's lives, not just in their professions, as they're starting a business, as they're seeking to create impact in the world, but to allow my work to help them to be more present in their personal lives, because that's also kind of where it begins. When we have families, we want to be present with them. We want to experience life with our friends. But how many people know when you start a business, you're all in that thing, burning the midnight oil, figuring things out, trying to make it work. And so someone like me, who's the planner, who's the organizer, comes along and helps take those things that maybe you're not interested to do or maybe that you don't enjoy that make you not so much love what you got in business to do. I come along and take that load from you because it's easy for me. And it's a breath of fresh air for you to be able to be more present in your personal life and also to not carry so much of your business on your back. I love that because you said like, just like being what God created you to be fully, not just in like one portion of our business. I think as we mature in Christ, we are like, all right, God, you can have this one little area of my life. I don't want to give you like my marriage or, but you can have this one thing. And then you get to this point of spiritual maturity where you're just like, I'm here for all of it, all Mm -hmm. of it, whatever you want. You want my marriage, you want my business, you want my kids, you can have it all. You just tell me how to steward them well. It's all yours anyway. Yes. I think that's the way you were able to do that at a younger age physically. You know what I'm saying? You were very spiritually mature, but like a younger age physically. Some people Mm -hmm. never get to that point. It's, it's, it's a big deal. You know, in the morning, my ask is Lord lead the way. And it's not like you said, lead the way here. It's lead the way period. Right. Everywhere. It's hard to have that full surrender. Like, I think I finally came to that full surrender maybe like a year and a half ago. And I was still wrestling with, like I just told you, I, I quit my nine to five. I'm still wrestling with that because I felt the surrender, but I also had to have buy-in from my spouse. So I was like waiting for my spouse to have the full surrender also. Mm-hmm. And right now you don't have a spouse, but he's coming, girl. I feel it. Mm-hmm. He's coming. But it's nice to not have somebody else. It's just you and God. Like, all right, God, you what to do? I do it. I can move. Yes, yes, yes. That is such a blessing. But you know, I feel like people forget too. Sometimes we battle with the surrender, but we forget that on the other side of that, we're relinquishing our will and worry about the outcome. Right. Because when you release it and you surrender everything to God, you know that no matter what happens, he got it. I'm just going. There he's always, you know, there's always going to be protection and safety in him. So it's gotten easier for me to just let him lead the way because I know that where he leads me, there's not going to be, you know, any danger there for me or no harm that'll come to me. It'll be all good. Not that there won't be challenges, right? but it will be good. Yeah, I'll get Mana. I don't know how much, you know, but I, I got this. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hard sometimes being like, okay, God, mm-hmm. take the full wheel. I'm just, I'm in it like, you know, I, I, there's a point in life where they thought that I had this brain thing and I was like, you know what? If God says he's got an appointment on my life, I don't have to worry about the outcome. I don't have to worry about any of these things because that's a him problem. And I'm only taking on problems that are mine. And that is a God problem. So if God wants to end my life, that's a him problem. I don't care. I don't need to worry about that. That that day is not here yet. So I love that you are fully surrendered in that too and being like, all right, God, this is on you. 
not me. I'm just going to do what you tell me to do and keep walking. <laughs> Can I share something else with you about that? Yes. Please. So something that I've learned about myself is that doing that surrender though, sometimes is, is not a natural thing. I'm a very logical person. And sometimes I have to lay that down so that the supernatural things can happen. And I feel like being logical sometimes just happens on autopilot. And before I know it, I'm operating in my own control and in my own capacity instead of in God's strength and what he's able to do. So I don't want to give the impression that every day I'm just like, all right, Lord, all right, Jesus, go ahead. Like I'm just, I'm here. Cause that's not the way it happens all the time. And sometimes there are things that I don't want to do, but <laughs> I would rather, you know, when you're looking at it from an end state, something my granddaddy used to always say is I want God's pay. God's pay is better than man's pay any day of the week. So, you know, even when I feel myself stepping in my own way, I try to remember that and catch myself when I'm leaning into my own logic. It is like a everyday thing. And we do that. That's something that we do sometimes is we just pick up the mat for ourselves and be like, okay, I can do this part. We have to remember to constantly give all the things back to God. There's like a, a common phrase that says, work like it depends on you, but pray like it depends on God. And I don't really like that phrase because it makes it seem like it's all on you. It's not. And you just pray mm -hmm. about it. You don't just pray about mm -hmm. it. You do the things that God is telling you to do, not on your time or not because your coach well, told you to do it this way. You have to be in it all the time with the Holy Spirit, asking him to guide you, asking him what is right for you, for your business. Just because one thing is good for like your business doesn't mean that my business is going to respond the same way because our, our missions are different. Our missions for God are different. So we show up differently. And our giftings are different. Like, I believe there are people that are called to you. Right. hundred percent. For a very specific reason. And there are people that are called to me for a specific reason. And I don't want to interfere with those people that are called to you. You know, mm -hmm. I want those people that should be with me. And I want to make sure that I do the work necessary for us to find each other. The people that are called to me, I want to do the work necessary so that I'm identifiable to those people. So. And it's not just marketing. It's like, it's like more than that. Mm -hmm. So shifting gears just a little bit, you were talking about people being drawn to you specifically. And I think that there's something in the, in the market today that is saying like, I need more. I need more people on my team to help me. I need more things because I'm not making enough money. There's a lot of resistance right now. It feels like coming into 2024 about um, there's not enough money. We're going to a recession, a lot of lack mentality. And I try not to give those things light because I don't believe in those things, but that's what I'm hearing around. But also mm -hmm. like, how do we help people know that you can use automations or a team member and you don't necessarily need to know both or you can use both, but to their full potential. Mm -hmm. I know you help people hire people. So what does that look like for you? So I'm a person who believes that your business will tell you what it needs. 
I also feel like before you bring people into your business, the right thing to do is to prepare for them, right? People are making a decision to come into your mission and why you want to have positive impact from the earth, in the earth. It's the right thing to do to prepare your business so that those people can come along and support you. It's the right thing to do to facilitate an environment that inspires people and gives them something to aspire to by their experience with you as a leader. So in that, what I believe and what I encourage my clients to do is to write the things down that are repeatable. Not even just writing them down, test those things to make sure, like if it's something like your customer journey, test every single step of that process. Because what happens is we do things so much, we forget that sometimes we operate on autopilot. And maybe when we're writing steps down and documenting what we do want to put into an SOP or what we do want to use a system to do instead of us doing manually, we skip steps. And then let's say we bring someone into our business and we give them what we think is our blueprint. Fresh eyes are looking at it and steps are missing. And as a leader, you might get frustrated because that person didn't do what you wanted them to do the way you wanted them to do it. But sometimes people are not taking the time to document things and write things down so that the responsibilities on their job description are very accurate. Sometimes I also feel like people are not honest about the true state of their business. Mm. A lot of times people expect or they want to show people a perfect version of their business when it's really better to just be honest. For example, if you don't have SOPs and you've been so busy because your business has taken off in sales, it's better to just say to a person that you're hiring, I am in a place in my business where I'm having a lot of sales and a lot of success. And being honest, I haven't taken the time to write out every SOP or all the things that you need to do this job well. When you come into this role, as you're coming into my business, it's really important to me that we do this together so that the next person we bring on, we're better prepared to receive them. I'm happier to hear that mm -hmm. and know that I'm not walking into who knows what than for you to sell me a dream. And then I get in here and I see it's a flaming hot mess, right? You're like, what did I sign on to? <laughs> because then I'm bamboozled. Then I feel like, uh, is it always going to be like this? Why is it like this? Where do I even start? You really have to be honest with people. So I feel like I said a couple things there. The things that I encourage people to do, document the things that are repeatable, especially when you think that you're going to eventually be bringing someone in. Do your best to document the things that they're going to be doing, i.e. the responsibilities section on that job description. Then when you feel like you're in a place where you've proven that the steps of the process work, incorporate a system and not just a system, but a system that could potentially talk to other tools and systems yes. that you have in your business. That way you're setting yourself up 
to save time in multiple places. You're creating efficiency and things change, you know, so we have to be flexible with the things that we're doing. But above all else, preparation and just being honest with people about where you're at is so important. I want to just touch one part again on that efficiency piece. Like that is the name of the game when it comes to business ownership, like being the most agile you can be. So that way you can show up for your clients in a real authentic way without muddling through where's this, where's that, and trying to look for all your things before you come to a meeting or before you give a client product to them or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I just love like the, that's why I love operations, honestly, because I want to be like a well-oiled machine and all the things that I do. And I can do that through SOPs, helping train the team correctly and automating things. And then when everything works together in a symbiotic matter, it's just like, I could take time off my business because everything is dependent on everything else and all the things are spinning and it's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It takes time though. Yes. It takes time to get to that place. And so going back to something that I said earlier in letting your business tell you what it needs, you do want to be a leader and have some foresight, but as you continue forward in your business, if you're really paying close attention to how things are flowing, your business will tell you where to go next. Yeah. So you really have to have that that trust and that awareness to know what to do next and the patience to take the time it takes to build the process, the system to select the right person to come along and marry it all together. Yeah, for sure. The awareness, like sometimes people aren't aware, like self-awareness is so key, right? It's so key, but business awareness is even, I wouldn't say even more key, but like also key because it is its own entity. It is not a part of you. I don't, I don't think that it is its own thing though. It's its own thing that is growing that you are helping to grow. And so you need to know it as well as you know yourself to know what it needs and how to support it well. And if you don't, you need to find somebody that can help you, a coach or an operator or somebody to get in there and help you see, okay, these are things that are stuck. These are my stuck points. These are the bottlenecks. Oh, it's me. I'm the bottleneck. How do I get out of the bottleneck? What do I, what do I need to do? And just looking at those things objectively, not to judge yourself or judge your business, but to make it better and to get those small tweaks. And sometimes that's all it is, is just a small tweak to make things even more efficient and run smoother. Yeah. My encouragement for people is to just take it one thing at a time. You can't build out your entire business of systems and processes all at once. You really have to identify the priority areas and take it one thing at a time, one process at a time, one project at a time, one task at a time. And then, you know, quarter by quarter, year by year, you'll be able to celebrate what you've built over time. I love that. I love that. That's my, that's one of my favorite things is like, yes. It makes me feel like I don't know, like a celebration, like things are going great. Things are improving. Nothing's perfect. That's not going to be the point, but like always making things better. Process Mm -hmm. improvement. When I look at what I have in my business now, 
compared to, you know, starting with zero. <laughs> it took the years I've been in business to build it, right? Yes. I went from manually doing everything because I'm starting from scratch and I don't really know what I need to paying that attention that you just talked about, to documenting things. And once I realized, oh, you know what? This is something that I say to clients or to leads all the time. Let me make this a canned email yes. so that I don't have to keep retyping it over and over. Or when I came up with my first package or set of packages, let me put this somewhere where if someone wants to purchase a service from me, I've already got these packages pre-built that they can select from and pay me for in a system, you know? Yes, yes. It happens one thing at a time, though. One thing at a time. I think some people, bleh, I think some people get too wrapped up into, I've got to have it all look beautiful and then I'll open the doors and everybody else is going to pay me. No, you just, like you said, start where you're at. Mm -hmm. Just keep going. Just don't stop. But just keep going just a little bit by a little bit. And as people need think, oh, I can make this an a la carte item or, okay, this only one person asked for this, but I don't really like that service. So I'm not going to offer that again. You know what I mean? And things are going to change, yes. you know? So there are services that I started out offering that I don't offer anymore. And so they've come down off my website or they're not like one of the first available things that people can switch from. And it's totally fine. If there's something that I say to um, newer entrepreneurs when they're getting started, if they ask me for advice, it's that be open to the fact that you may pivot or change direction or add to what you're doing. And it's totally okay. I think it would be unnatural to, honestly, like I agree. talking about the evolution of like our spiritual journey and like getting closer to God, like our business is going to have a journey as well to grow with who we are as we change. Mm -hmm. So some of those offers or some of the efforts, some of the, the people we work with might not be the same people we choose to work with in the future based on whatever that thing is. So you took a, you took a quiz do you know what your answer was? Yes, it was. And I'm an exhorter and an encourager. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now I know I was there with you. It was a quiz, but and you were like, I knew it. And I was like, I knew yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. I knew it I knew too, because like, that. you're just like that light. You're just the person that's like, girl, come on, we can do this. Let's, let's get in there. Let's do this. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why I was so excited to have you as one of my coaches in the in the DOO program, because I knew that that's who your personality was like already. Like even mm -hmm. before I got in the program, you were just like trying to encourage me into whatever was best for me, not necessarily to take the program, but just like whatever was actually best for me, even if it wasn't the program. And I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Oh my goodness. That's my pleasure. That's my pleasure. I'm grateful for that gift. I feel like it's what the world needs right now, especially like coming out of the pandemic and just all that's even going on right now. People who are able to encourage and be like a reflection of the love of Jesus. I even like encourage my daughters to do that. They literally can walk up to a stranger and strike up 
a conversation. Now, do I encourage that? No. But if we are in the grocery <laughs> store line and someone is standing behind us and they have cute shoes, Leah's going to be like, oh my gosh, your shoes are so cute. How was your day today? You know, like that's just who we are over here. <laughs> I love that. Especially when it comes out through our children, because those are our first gifts, right? Like, yeah, I just love it. I do my gratitudes every day. And sometimes the girls will be like, gratitudes. I'm like, yes, girl, let's, let's talk about how grateful we are for the things we have. Doesn't even have to be like a huge gratitude. Like, I'm grateful for being able to stay home. Yes. I'm grateful for my dad. Amen. Let's keep being grateful for all the little things. Yes, ma'am. In all things. Yes. <laughs> what do you think is one thing that on your journey of entrepreneurship and um, just being a single mom and life and business, what is one thing you think has made you unstoppable? And it can't be Jesus. One thing you've learned. One thing I've learned that's made me unstoppable, it is that every day I wake up is another opportunity. It's another opportunity to do it better. It's another opportunity if I've had like failure points the day before, it's an opportunity I have to try and make that right. It's an opportunity to continue to fulfill my purpose. So every morning when I open my eyes up, I'm like, okay, that means you got more for me to do. Let's go. Yes. Let's get it. You know, <laughs> lead the way. And I feel like there's so much more for me to be grateful for than there will ever be for me to complain about. And when your posture is gratefulness, when your posture is to focus on the things that are good and the gifts that God gives, how can you really be focused on anything else? And I feel like that sets the tone for me going into businesses, my clients' businesses, having that positive attitude and having that energy, enjoying what I'm doing. When I'm aligned with my purpose, which I am, the joy that comes from that radiates into every single thing that I do because I know I'm where I'm supposed to be and I'm grateful for it. I've also seen, you know, where people are lost. And I've seen where sometimes it's hard for people to come out of that. And so to me, I feel like what makes me unstoppable is the fact that every single day I get another day, every time I get another day, I am leaving no stone unturned. When I go to bed at night, I am exhausted because I have gone full speed in every single thing that I have done in the day from getting my children ready to go to school and making sure they know they are beautiful, courageous. They look fabulous. When they get out of that car, they get that, you cute girl, go ahead, have a great day. <laughs> you know, like to me, that's going hard. I got to set the tone for them. So when they walk into school, they are setting the temperature for their class and their bright lights. And then when I come back here, I don't know the position, the heart posture of who I'm going to meet on Zoom. So I got to be ready. I have to have my spirit right so that every single person I talk to, when they hang up, they like this girl always excited. She is always <laughs> in a good mood. And even though I'm not all the time, to me, that is my opportunity to like really just do the work that I know I'm called to do. And even if it is in the form of operations and not, you know, in somebody's pulpit, like no shade to that at all. I'm grateful for that 
that. Every single time I get to do that, I'm grateful for it. And I don't want to squander that opportunity because it may not come again. So I feel like that's what makes me unstoppable. I know what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm going hard every single day doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. I love that because like sometimes we don't always feel on purpose. You know what I mean? Like doing all the things or we think that because we love God, we have to be in a pulpit or we have to be on stage and maybe that's not our gifting and that's okay because we're all hands or feet we don't always have to be doing the same thing but there was something that you said that we always have to do which is show the light keep our heart posture strong protect it at all cost and then go forward showing the light of jesus and showing his love and doing all the things that we need to do that way not necessarily i have to go to seminary because I love Jesus. That's not what he said. He said that we all have to do that. We all have to share him in the way that we were created to be, in the way that we were created to share him. I love Mm -hmm. that you said that. And it can be very, very simple. I can't remember that that saying that goes like, people don't remember the things you say, they remember how you made them feel. Right. You know, and I really try, I'm not going to say try, I do my best to make sure that people leave me better than when they arrived. That's a goal. Yeah. That's all that matters is you, you making that a point to do that because you have no idea what they're experiencing in their life or whatever. And even if you just like give them a smile or give them some positive encouragement, that could change their whole day. You know what I mean? You're right. It's so good. So good. So what made you unapologetic about your faith? Like a moment that really keeps empowering you through your business and through the work that you do, like maybe it was a prayer or an experience with Jesus that makes you like, I'm my, my business is for God. I feel like the answer to this ties back to my family. Yeah. I was raised like in church every Sunday, taking it a step beyond that. You know, there comes a point in time where you do have to leave home and strike out on your own. And I feel like In doing that, I got to see my family, like my parents and my grandparents from a different perspective. Because as I said earlier, it's one thing to be taught, you know, the word and about Jesus, but it's another thing to have the experience for yourself. And even when you go through experiences, you think back to different moments when you were raised or different things that you've heard over the years. I will say that my parents and my grandparents exemplify for me what it is to be committed what it is to be faithful, regardless of season, regardless of how you feel, seeing them show up, not just for themselves, but for others so consistently, so humbly also, and with the heart to serve. The example of that is what inspires me and motivates me to continue forward in my business every single day. Because even though, like I said before, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a first lady or anything like that, no shade to that. This is my way of giving back in my day to day through my vocation, you know? And so I pull on that when it comes to how I show up in my business, because I want to give the best of my service, because I want to be impeccable with my word, because I want to be dependable and responsible for the people that have chosen me to come into their life and come into their story. So seeing that consistency in the generations of my family helped me to embody that 
in my business, Lighter Living Virtual Solutions. I love that. And that, like, I think you're just so blessed to have that, that genealogy, that pedigree ingrained in you to just like reach back on and say, no, like I'm doing this not just for me, but I'm doing this as a testament to how I was raised to continue on with my family's legacy and to bring it to my children and to show them what they can do that doesn't have to be in a pulpit. They can do something from home in a virtual sense or whatever that is and still love Jesus and dedicate it to him every single day. And I didn't even mention my children. So I thank you for saying that because, I mean, I'm sure you remember from being in the director of operations certification, my children show up on Zoom every now and then. They say hi to my work friends. If I am leaving the house to go to a work event, you know, and they're not in school, they go because it's very important to me that they see the example and know to the best of their ability at their young ages what I do and that this is a path that they could take. And I want them to see my commitment to something that I sought God for. So they know they can do the same thing in whatever vocation they choose to and do it well to the best of their ability. Yes, yes, 100%. Yes. I don't even know. I don't even have speechless. Yes. Because <laughs> I feel like like my kids are so important to me. And I recently started homeschooling both of them. I was just doing one. And now I'm homeschooling both of them. And I feel like it's so important for them to know that as a woman, as a mom, as a woman of color, that we are powerful beyond measure and we can do whatever it is that God has called us to do. And my only like reservation for whatever they do in life is that they follow God in doing it. I don't care what they do. Like if you want to go be a pastor, if you want to go shine shoes for a living, I don't care. As long as God tells you that that's what you're supposed to do, go do it a hundred percent for God. And so when they yeah. see me like you in zoom meetings or working, they, they know that mom is doing this for not only me, but for the legacy, because that's important to me. Yeah. I think it's also important too, that they know that even if they get off track, right, that we're still there as support. I was at a Mother's Day tea with my mother. I took her to a Mother's Day tea at my church. And my pastor, one of my pastors, who's also a woman, she asked my mom how she handles, and I'm butchering the question she asked my mom, but how she handles her children and whether or not they continue the legacy of being pastors and things of that nature. And the way my mom answered her question is such a true testament to who my mom is. She said that when your children get grown, you have to pray for them. You have to just pray for them. When you know that you have raised them and you've taught them, you know, the right way, you have to pray for them because God's everywhere and he's going to protect them more than we ever could. You know, she said that she prays for her children so that, you know, we follow the path that he has for us to follow. And to me, there's comfort in that, knowing that even if we get off track because we're in him, we'll be all right. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think it's hard as a mom too, though, like thinking about, I mean, our kids are both pretty young, but like thinking about like when we grow up, when they grow up and being like, oh man, they picked the wrong crowd of friends to hang out with or whatever that is and encouraging them to turn back, but also never stop praying for them. Yeah. They are 
first priority for me, like one of my top priorities. Um, my children and my business is planned around making sure that they are taken care of first. <laughs> so I totally feel that. What is your favorite Bible verse and why? I would have to say it's Ephesians 3 and 20. It's my favorite. Oh, um, I guess I should say exactly what it is. <laughs> So Ephesians 3 and 20 talks about how God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask, think, or imagine according to the power that work that worketh within us. For me, it's so significant because it reminds me that my mind only goes so far and that God is able to do so much more than I have even the capacity to be able to see. But it also places responsibility on me because it says, according to the power that's at work within me. So there's a responsibility on my part to make sure that I have God at work within me, that I'm surrendered to him so that his power can be at work within me and the things that I'm doing. I love that. I don't think that I knew that this was that verse. And like to think about, it's almost like having that broad faith. And it kind of reminds me of Elon Musk because if Elon Musk was a Christian, do you know how much he could do when he already thinks he can go to the moon? Like, I need bigger faith than I have right now if I want to do the things that I feel called to. And this man who doesn't even, like, believe and just believes in himself can think that he can do all these things. Why can't I believe a part of that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it reminds me that we have to have, we have to be surrendered to God. He's got to be in our hearts in order for us to have the things that he desires for us. My pastor said something so amazing this past week. He talked about how sometimes we think that we can pray for certain things we desire. And because there's a verse that says, God will give us the desire of our heart that he's going to give us the things we desire. But he said something about making our desires the things that God desires for us. Yes. And so that's really been resonating and just really in my heart is that God help the things that I desire to be the things that you desire. Yes. For me. Let my desires be your your desires. Yeah. That's so good because I some sometimes think like, you know, we have it's it's almost the new year where people are doing their vision boards and they put all these things on there and they're gonna go on trips and blah 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 blah. I don't do vision boards, but like, what are, what are those things on your vision board that you think of that are for God's will? Like, why, why do you want these things? Are, are they going to help somebody? You know what I mean? Like, is this an alignment at all? Or is this just like a, like a heart want, a flesh want? What are those actual desires? And then looking at them and being like, oh, wait a second. This is just me. Like, I, I want a Porsche truck. Maybe, maybe not. But do I need a Porsche truck? No, my Honda is just fine. You know what I mean? Like killing it out there. Come on, Honda. Make it do what it do. <laughs> right? So maybe one day, but I don't know. I, I mean, I don't need that. There's no like real, like, just because I want it, just because it's like a status symbol. But I mean, like, that's not really a reason to want something. You know what I mean? Totally get it. <laughs> do you have anything that's going on with you that you would like to invite people deeper into? Um, 
Do you have any websites that you would like to share? Absolutely. So my website is www.lighterlivingvirtualsolutions.com. If you are a candidate looking for your next best role, I would love to have you reach out to me there. If you are a business owner and you are looking for operations support in your business, you can reach out to me there as well. Like you said, it's the end of the year. So a lot of people are doing planning for 2024. So if you are a business owner and you are looking for someone who can help you sort out all the things that are going on in your head right now and really come up with an actionable plan that you can follow and that your team can follow if you have a team for 2024, reach out to me at my website and I would be happy to meet with you and talk with you about how we can work together. So definitely visit my website. Awesome. I will link that in the show notes. Um, Thank you. I was... So blessed by your presence here today, Lynette. And I'm so glad oh that we were able to do this. Me Thank too. You for being Thank on the you. podcast today. You are welcome, Jeanette. Thanks so much. Wow, that was so good. So I know that you know somebody that also needs to hear that. So share this episode, leave a review. And I would love if you could watch my free workshop at JeanettePeterson.com slash missing piece. I'll see you guys over on the grams at Jeanette.Peterson. Bye.